Hello, and welcome to the Career Canvas podcast, where we explore an inside look into different industries from future leaders, their work, and their stories. Today, we are blessed to host Matt Firestone. Matt, welcome to the podcast. I'm a future leader. Yay. You're a current leader and a future leader, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) Matt is the founding sales executive at Noble and co-founder of SDRs of Israel. His daily tasks include hosting social and sales enabling events, both in person and online, on a monthly basis for the SDR community. Did I miss anything? Uh, yeah, fa- father of three, I guess brother of three also. But yeah, that's, <laughs> I think that's everything. Father of three was much more of your control than the brother of three. Yeah, this is true. This is true. <laughs> uh, we said two things actually in that introduction. We said sales executive and SDR. What are those professions? What's the difference between them? Interesting. Yeah, there's a common debate amongst the sales development community as to whether SDR is in the sales camp or in the marketing camp. And the truth is it probably falls somewhere in the middle. I like to think that it actually leans more into marketing. But yeah, sales development is getting the interest and really getting someone to start the sales cycle while a sales executive is actually selling the product and trying to lead someone through the the rest of the funnel. Yeah, I've actually been companies that the SDR was on sales teams and some companies that the SDR was in the marketing team. So I definitely see the tension. Yeah, I've I've been on both. And you'll have people that'll, you know, go on the top of mountains and scream, no, it's sales, no, it's marketing, but it's definitely somewhere in the middle. That's the answer. Do you think that based on where it's positioned in the company will offer more or less success to an SDR? If someone's looking to get started, should they try to get to a company that's market feels like it's more part of the marketing or more part of the sales? Um, I haven't seen that to make much of a difference in terms of where their success will be. Okay. Just in my, yeah. So now that you have experience in both, do you basically find your own leads and then take them all the way through? Um, yeah. I, I in, in my current role as a founding executive, because I'm the only person really doing any sales right now at my company, there is no other SDR. Um, I'm doing from soup to nuts, if you will. I don't know if that's ideal, and I don't know if that's the should be the case for everyone. But definitely at a startup where you know you don't have the resources yet, it's a definitely good place to start building processes. So, right, I'm I'm sure if it's a startup, you're also doing other things. Are you doing the marketing and the tech and the product and the CEO and everything? No, definitely not the CEO. That would be Tomer. Um, I work, I work closely with marketing. I'll give them some wacky ideas. Some of them go through, some of them don't. I was really excited. Like my first day of work, I I knew there was an upcoming event and I gave an idea to the marketing uh, person as to what one of the giveaways should be. And because our company deals with risk management, I thought it'd be cute to have uh, playing cards with like our logo on the cards and, you know, something about risk because it's, you know, when you like gambling, taking a risk. They loved the idea. And like a, like a week later, we had like, you know, 300 playing, you know, noble branded playing <laughs> cards. So I was really excited because it was literally my first day. And like, I already had some sort of marketing impact. So I was really excited about that. But yeah, I get, I, I get involved with uh, pretty much everything, maybe less on the product side. I'm not a technical guy like you. So <laughs> we all have our strengths, but definitely being part of a, a startup, you're called upon more than if you were in, in part of a bigger team. For sure. For sure. And it has strengths and weaknesses, but I'm, I'm enjoying the journey. I hope you got a deck of cards for yourself to take home. Uh, yeah. So we're going to get them in Amsterdam. I'm definitely going to sneak a, sneak one, one deck away from myself. Fantastic. But you, besides for being pretty creative in marketing ideas, you're pretty creative and active on social media. 
I saw some yes. I, just the other day. I saw uh, your Batman inspired post. <laughs> I'm happy you got the reference, but yeah. Where, where does the inspiration for that come from? And do you think that's in, important for being in SDR? Yeah, so I think I think it's important for anybody, but definitely in SDR. Um, I think a lot of SDRs might, I don't want to say get this wrong, but they might not do it correctly where they're u- utilizing LinkedIn for generating leads and sort of as like an agent of their company and not as a representative of themselves. I've gotten way more value by building myself up and not just reposting my company posts. I very rarely actually talk about what my company does. If I'm doing that, it's going to be like in LinkedIn groups where my ICP is hanging out or maybe I'm engaging with my company's posts, but very rarely will you see me post. I don't think I've ever posted about like credit management or anything like that. I'm always posting about sales. I think it's it's extremely important. And I think people sort of miss the mark on it because you don't see the ROI right away. Like, you know, I'm spending all this time. I every I post every single day, you know, unless it's like, you know, a Jewish holiday. I post every single day something. Um, and it's it's sort of long-term ROI for building myself up and my career up. I'm not gonna get, you know, many leads or many meetings out of it, but that's not my goal. And it shouldn't be my goal when when engaging with LinkedIn. That's really interesting. I actually first uh, learned about that perspective before I became more active on LinkedIn from somebody named Rob Curtis. I don't know if you've seen his stuff around. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's from uh, Pipe, Pipe Global. Pipe Global, yeah. Yeah, I think I've seen him once at, um, there was that Sales Kenneth event um, a couple months ago. I think I saw him there. Um, yeah. I was probably too ner- too nervous to say hi because he's like, you know, he's like a big deal. And <laughs> if he happens to be listening... I'd love to reach out to you. Uh, yeah, he's great. He's great. He's, he's super insightful. And whenever I see something, whenever I see, I see him come up in my feed, it's, that's a post I'm going to read for sure. Yeah, well, he came. Um, he gave us this whole lecture, I guess, on LinkedIn, talking about building mm-hmm. your, your personal brand and making sure that you're talking not just from a company perspective, from a personal perspective. And really, because, I mean, everyone at the end of the day, most people don't stay in their jobs forever but you stay yourself forever. So you want to make sure that your love content it. is going to stay that way. Love it. That's, I, I talk about this all the time. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't agree more. You have these SDRs that will talk about, um, you know, insur- insur- insurance technology and then for a year and they're building up that, you know, they're connecting with all the people in the insurance industry and everything they're doing is about that. And then the next day they're in the automobile industry and suddenly like overnight now they're, now they're an expert on, on you know, autom- on the automotive industry. And every, what did you, what do you do now with the last year that you were building up this expertise and this audience and insurance? And it's a, it's a bit crazy. It doesn't really make too much sense. I think that sort of resonates with what you said. Right. But you do two different things that I've seen. You probably do more, but either it's a a quick tidbit and then with a happy day of the week folks, or it's a, a short video. So how do you decide how to do that? Is there a process? Do you have a, a spreadsheet of ideas? Is it just uh, inspiration? I've done the spreadsheet thing and I, I couldn't uh, be consistent with it. I wish I could be because I think that would be uh, that would probably make my life easier. I sort of have in my head like a structured idea of what I want to do on a weekly basis. So in, in on a very high level, I'm doing one post usually Saturday night. Um, and that's because of Shabbos. It makes it difficult to especially with with Shabbos ending so late so I do a post Saturday I do a poll Saturday night I do at least one video a week usually in the beginning of the week 
Um, and I try to do most of my content to fall into an actual sales tip, making fun of SDRs because of how ridiculous we are, um, or <laughs> something to do with an experience being a working dad. So those are sort of the three buckets that I try to have my content uh, fall under. I guess that's why I relate to your content so much. <laughs> <laughs> I applied for a job in customer success a long time ago when I was I was a data analyst and I was trying to move to customer success. And they're like, "Interesting." no, but how about you be our SDR? I was like, that's not the same thing. <laughs> that's not. <laughs> that's so strange that they would that they would suggest that. Like it was strange. It's a but, totally different. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why it came, but I was almost. Uh, I almost could have been part of the SDR camp. I almost. I almost did it. We almost got you. Hey, yeah. you, you never say never. It's never too never late. Say never. <laughs> never too late to be an SDR. So uh, we talked a little bit about TikTok and and LinkedIn. Are you leveraging? TikTok consistently? Do you use any other platforms? Or are you pretty much a pure LinkedIn guy? Um, I'm pure LinkedIn. I'm using TikTok strictly to recreate my videos so that I could put them on LinkedIn, which is where I see my growth. I'll have videos on LinkedIn that'll hit, you know, 100,000K impressions and up. And that same video on TikTok has like 80 views. But I mean, I'm fine with that because I'm not really engaging with with people there. I really just use it as a platform to create my videos. I actually go as far as to delete TikTok from my phone after I make a video. And then I only reinstall it every time I want to make a video, which sounds crazy. But it's just I don't have the discipline to have TikTok on my phone and not waste time on it. So I will make the I make the video, I get rid of it on my phone. And then the next week when I want to make my next video, I install it again, make the video, put it on LinkedIn and then get rid of it until the next week. I think I'm sensing another LinkedIn post. Productivity hack. Oh, God. It's funny. I literally haven't posted today. Um, and I was like, oh, what should I... You know, maybe I'll do that. Okay. And I'll, I'll, I'll give you a shout out also. I'll, I'll post that today. <laughs> there you go. I actually did the same thing with, with Netflix. Uh, at certain points, I have it on my phone. And I'm like, I delete Netflix off my phone as fast as I remember that it's on there because you can get, you can get lost. Yeah. So I don't know if I'll ever go. I've had people come to me about doing the same for LinkedIn. I know people that say it makes a world of difference. I don't know if I'm ready to go that far just because of how often I engage with LinkedIn. Um, so I don't know if I'll ever get rid of LinkedIn on my phone, but you know, never say never, as I said. So Right. Right. So did you always want to be in tech sales? Was this your dream job when you were when you were growing up? It's, it's very apropos. I, I literally posted about this like like a couple days ago. I, I made a post about how um, when I was in like eighth grade English, my teacher, you know, said, Matt, you're never going to be a successful SDR. And then I said, no, no SDR origin story sounds like that because there's I don't think there's anyone in high school that even knows what an SDR is. So it's just funny that you asked that. Um, I know I didn't know if anything, I probably didn't want to go into sales when I was when I was growing up. I got a law degree and I started working in law here in Israel. So I was in a couple law firms doing that for a couple of years. I did not like the lifestyle. It wasn't something that I saw myself doing long term. When I was in between work, uh, someone I knew that I went to high school with that was leading HR at a company, uh, Intelligo, which I know that you worked for in the past, oh, um, shout out reached out Nadav. to me. Yes, Nadav, if you're listening, um, I don't know if you recall, but you were the person interviewing me. So they reached out to me about an SDR position. And the first thing I did was go on Google and look up what is what is SDR. I didn't know what it was. 
I didn't end up getting the position there, but it did open my eyes to what SDR was. And then I, following that experience, I started reaching out to my friends that had, had done it. And some of those conversations ended up turning into interviews. And that's how I did land my first SDR role over at EasySend. A lot of people go into SDR. Nefesh Benefesh talks about it a ton. If you want to break into tech, then you should try to be in SDR. It's it's an it's amazing, especially if you're not if you're not like like yourself like very technical like I'm not very technical. Um, it's a great foot in the door. It's a great foot in the door. What would you say the next step is after being in SDR? What what paths can people take once they get once they land that first gig? There is no next step. You stay in SDR for the rest of your life. Um, so the <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, there's a few there's a few steps. So you could do the SDR thing for a while. I know people that are sort of career SDRs, which is not a bad thing. People can make a lot of money doing that. And if you're successful at it, I mean, really, why not? You could go into SDR management, which is what I initially did. So I went from being an SDR to being a team lead where I managed SDRs. You could go into being an AE. So that's when you already cross over from the that in-between sales and marketing space over into like full out full-blown sales where you're actually measured on how much you know money that you're bringing into the company and revenue and you're leading the sales cycle and looking trying to get that signature so um, a lot will people go into the ae role the account executive role and then eventually that could lead into a vp of sales role um, i know some people that cross over from sdr to customer success i would say those are probably the most common spaces that people move, move into so would you say there's a particular trait or personality type or superpower that someone should try to have if they want to be an SDR or succeed in the in that space? I would say get good at showing that you're interested in someone else, if that makes sense. Interesting. Stop trying. Yeah, don't be interesting, but get really good. Even if you're faking it, um, get really good at having someone feel that you're interested in what they're saying. Um, it's been some it's something that I feel like I'm pretty naturally good at. Like if I'm, you know, at a meal like uh, like a Shabbos table, um, I'm pretty good at like figuring out questions to engage people in conversation. Because sometimes you'll, you know, if you ask someone what they do and then, you know, they they say they're like a stunt double for like a movie, you'll have a thousand questions. But if you, if they say like, oh, I'm an accountant, usually there's not, you know, what there's not much to go with at, with that. But I, I have so, someone says they're an accountant and I'll, I'll have so many questions for them. Um, so get really good at being interested. Uh, I do think accountants are super interesting. If there's any listening, I'd love to connect with you. You guys, you guys are great. The real heroes. Yes, they are. So you're saying that the the trait that someone should have is the ability to take interest or show interest in what somebody yes. else is saying. Yeah, you put it way you put it way 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 better way more succinct than what it was me trying to explain it. But yes, <laughs> exactly what you said. That's what I would. That's what I would put it. So are you actually interested in anything that I'm asking you? No, I am. I am. I'm joking. <laughs> I, it, it, for, for me, I, I'm interested in everything. So I'll, if I'm feigning it, I eventually do get interested. But uh, I'm a generally interest, interested person. I wouldn't say I'm an interesting person, but I'm a very interested person. I do love hearing people's stories. Um, you, you as a podcast, podcast host are probably a, a great example of this. You love getting information out of people, getting their stories, um, getting their perspectives. So that's exactly what it is. It's really fun. It's really great. Yeah. If you if you don't have that skill, it's a really great one to have, especially if you want to be an SDR. 100%. Or a podcast host. like you Or said. a podcast host. <laughs> you can reach out to me. 
So <laughs> if there's somebody that wants to get started, what would be a piece of advice that you would give them besides for learning how to be interested in other people? Reach out to other people who have done it, not for the purpose of getting a job, but for the purpose of having those conversations. And you will probably find that the rest will happen organically. So when I reached out to Ben Stepanski, who was the head of SDR at EasySend, and he still is, who eventually hired me for my first SDR position, I didn't say, hey, can we talk? I'm looking for a job. I said, hey, I see you do this SDR thing. I'd love to learn more. And then that conversation led into a a job interview. Um, So reach out to people to learn more about what they do, learn more about the, the role, and have those conversations turn into the you know the job conversation that you ultimately want to have that's really really interesting actually because a lot of especially this year this year has been a big year of layoffs a lot of people have yes. lost their job and there you see posts all over the place i'm one of them i lost my job at the beginning of the year but i was very uh con- I mean, everyone does does it their own way but i was very conscious not to not to make a post that I'm looking for a job rather to make a post of this is what I can do. This is something that I'm interested in or that type of thing. And that's sort of what you're saying as well is you didn't reach out to say, Hey, I'm looking, I'm in- interested in the SDR uh, field. Cause I'm thinking I might want a job. Do you have time to talk to me about your company so I can hear more about it? You're like, I just want to learn about it. Just teach yes. me. Totally the way to go. And it sounds like it resonates with your story. So next I'm on something. <laughs> Uh, I'm only one example, but yeah, that, that's actually, that's really, uh, really interesting. It happens all, all the time. How many people reach out to you to talk to you about SDR? Probably uh, once every like two weeks or so, I'd say. That's pretty crazy. Well, now more people are going to know because now they know yes. who you are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. All Anyone listening here, reach out to me, Matt Firestone over on LinkedIn. Can you break down what a day in the life of an SDR is. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it might differ depending on exactly the nature of your role, but the main function is going to be finding leads. So it's sort of prospecting, finding the right lead, that the, the list of people you're going to want to reach out to, putting them into some sort of sales cadence where you're going to be on top of the emails and calls they're going to get. So doing the outreach. Um and then following up with anyone that you're in actually actively engaged with. That's sort of like the main function. Obviously, there's a lot of things like account research that are in there, um, speaking and collaborating with your marketing and sales team and things like that. But at the heart of it, it's about finding the right people, putting them to some sort of process where you're doing outreach to them, and then engaging with the people that respond to that outreach. That That's the, the three primary pieces of my day-to-day consist of. And would you say that that cycle is done most mostly or most effectively over email, phone, pigeons? What would be the best way of... Phone, 100% phone. I mean, you need to hit up phones and, and LinkedIn also. Big fan of LinkedIn. Um, but uh, for, for me, the phones are number one and, and probably always will be most direct, easiest uh, to communicate over. If you're not making calls, then you're losing out. How do you make sure that people don't hang up on you as soon as you call them? Be interested, not interesting. <laughs> and, and also, and also, um, and also, you have to be very uh, open and transparent. You know, the 
you could tell you know tell them it's a cold call. Say, hey, I know you're not expecting my call. You have a couple, you have a couple seconds, and you can tell me if I'm in the right, you know, going in the right direction or not. Like, let them know what you're doing and be super relaxed about it. And don't think about booking a meeting. Just think about having conversation. Go in with a hypothesis of what you think is their problem. And your goal is to find out if they have that problem, not to book a meeting. And then that will come out in how you sound to the prospect. And they'll respond in kind. Do you think that it would be more effective to just make that initial cold call or to send an email and then call afterwards so that they're sort of expecting it? Have you tried different? I'm sure you've tried a lot of different strategies over the years. I, I go for the I always go for the call first. If I can call, I'm going to call. That's just me. I know people... Yeah. People, I mean, I know, I know there are people that sort of go with what you said, like warm them up with an email. If if I have their number, I'm calling it hundred percent. And yeah, definitely understand that. Although if hot, if you're listening to this hot mobile, stop calling me. I'm not oh, interested. <laughs> that's, that's a tough one. That's, that's a tough one. Um, I always feel bad. Also, the person's calling on the phone. I'm like, this is not personal, but I will never, ever go to hot unless they give me many millions of dollars. Not shekels, many oh, millions hey. of dollars. For all, I, it'd be funny if, like, the next the next episode of the podcast, it's suddenly sponsored by Hot Mobile. <laughs> <laughs> Got a new phone. Suddenly, you're you're driving up to work in like your brand new Porsche or something. Like, all right. <laughs> listen, I, I, giving them away a way back. <laughs> never say never. Never say never. That's why I gave a I gave that. When I was uh, back in, I told you about that story where I almost became an SDR. They were using yes. terms with me, uh, inbound and outbound. Yes. Is, is that still a thing? 100%. Uh, outbound is someone who has no idea who you are. That's the tough, that's where the tough, tougher work is. Inbound is, uh, people might define it differently. They're sort of like really warm inbound and like colder inbound, but there's some sort of general interest either in your product, your company, or the space that you're involved with. So um, like cold inbound, like less warm inbound would be someone that um, downloaded an ebook about digital transformation. So very vague, you have some sense of maybe intent and interest in the topic. They don't know you or your company. Um, and then if they attend a webinar that your company put on, that is like a warmer inbound. And then if they go on your website and request a demo, that's like super hot inbound. You got to book that meeting. Got to get on that right away. And then outbound yeah. is sort of hanging out on LinkedIn and trying to see that people who engage with things that are similar to your business. Yeah. Yeah. For example. Yeah. Yeah. That could be an example calling them. The LinkedIn part is probably more like the, uh, yeah, you can engage with them on their cold or you can do your research on there. So that when you reach out to them cold, you have some information to go on that shows that you're being very with intent when you reach out to them. But yeah, that, that's exactly right. You want to make sure that when you're doing the outbound, which is the harder one, that you're showing them that at least you cared to look them up beforehand. You're not just exactly spraying. yeah. The, the the advantage of outbound is that you can choose the people you reach out to, while an in inbound you have a level you have a level of interest, and this person might be interested, but you can't choose who they are. But that's the price you pay for inbound: is that you have the, you have the intent, but you don't necessarily have the right person. Outbound, you can do your research and get the right person, but they might not have any intent on speaking to you. So that's that's sort of where the balance lies. I've heard that being one of the biggest challenges in sales is selling to the wrong person or oh, trying yeah, to get the wrong that's person. That's the biggest the time waster. Right. Which exact, which which relates back to what I said on when you're on the phone, 
go don't go with the intent i need to book a meeting every time you're on the phone go with the intent of i need to find out if this person has the problem that we solve that's that should be your your mindset going into the conversation that makes sense i guess that's why you do what you do <laughs> that's why i do what i do yep so is there a a podcast except for this one or yes. like a, a book or something i mean yes you're correct uh, that you would <laughs> that you would recommend either uh, in the world of, of SDR or just in general? Just this one. Um, I would also suggest 30 Minutes to the President's Club. Excellent podcast. Very focused on actionable takeaways and it's structured so that you know what those takeaways are. You don't, have, you don't listen to a whole thing and figure like, oh, what are the things I can take away? Um, it's very structured, uh, sort of like this podcast. Um, you know exactly what to take away from it. Um, that'd be the one I would suggest. 30 Minutes to President's Club. Excellent never, podcast. Never heard of that one yet. I'm going to have to try oh, look it, it up. It's it's great. They also have a really nice uh, intro jingle that I like. <laughs> you know, my intro jingle, the first one I had for the first couple episodes, I took it from one of my songs. People don't know. I, I recorded a song and I took it from part of it, like a, just a clip. Oh, cool. Okay. I'll have to listen back to it. That's so cool. Okay. But everyone's like, yo, that doesn't match. I was like, okay, well, thank you for the feedback. And uh, now it's changed. But Oh, bummer. Okay. <laughs> I think the song itself cool. is still okay. Just it didn't connect check to it out. the actual actual podcast. I'll check it out. That's cool. That, that's a cool little tidbit. I like that. In the beginning, yep. you mentioned that you are a co-founder of the SDRs of Israel. So can you tell a little bit more about that and what you're trying to accomplish? Sure. sure. Um, so sort of like I said, when I wanted to break into the SDR world, I had to do my own research, reach out to the people I knew that did it. And there wasn't sort of a central place where SDRs were hanging out and learning from each other and asking questions and getting answers. And there also wasn't a place for people to that helped it make it easier to break into the SDR world and then to get enablement and grow in the SDR world. And that's something that myself and my co-founder, Ya'alit, who's over at Vidyard, wanted to create for Israel. We There's so many SDRs here. I don't know the number of percentages, but there's tons of us. And it's a shame that we shouldn't sort of share our collective wisdom that we've gained about what it's like to be an SDR here in Israel. When Whenever I had a question about something technical, how do you work with X technology or what openers have been working for you or whatever it might be, I, was, I only had access to the people at my company to ask. Uh, but now with SDRs of Israel, I can get information from literally hundreds of other SDRs and get feedback and I can contribute to someone else who has some sort of question as well. So it's a good place to be. If you're listening to this and you are interested in becoming an SDR or growing as, as an SDR or an AE, then definitely worth checking out. You can see our page on LinkedIn, SDRs of Israel. We have an event coming up June 18th. We have our women's women in sales event and we're having the top sales and business leaders that are going to be speaking about the challenges and unique perspective of being a woman in sales. It's for men and women to attend. I highly recommend checking that out. You can see posts about it on our page and you can sign up over there as well. Is there going to be a, a live feed or a recorded video? We haven't thought about that or done it yet. It's it's a live event. Um, I guess the only fear is if we do that, then we'll have less people that'll want to come live for it. But it's definitely something that I would consider a good idea for folks that can't make it out on a Sunday night. So Maybe you can surprise people and say, if you didn't make it, then here's this video. <laughs> yeah, 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 maybe. 
Um, Another LinkedIn post, a, a poll. Would you want to do it? <laughs> yeah, that, that could be my Saturday night poll. <laughs> I'm getting a lot of LinkedIn post ideas. This is great. Well, Saves I, me a lot of mental work. Yeah, I know what it's like. I go through different spurts where I'm more and less active on LinkedIn. But what I found really interesting is, first of all, this conversation wouldn't have happened without without LinkedIn. And I found that you know the more That's genuine right. you are with your with your posts, we we're talking about this a little bit before. Uh, the more just people are, they know what's going on. They engage you. Whether I don't know if you've had this experience, but I'll see people uh, outside and they were like, "Hey, I really liked your post." I'm like, "Why, why didn't you click like then?" <laughs> yes, I but, I have that, and it's so it's so frustrating. But I'm also happy that they gave me feedback. Yes, I'm always like, where people take a screenshot of the post and send it to you on WhatsApp. Has that happened to you before? Yes, not not too many times, but I've had a handful of times I've had. It that happens as well. to me. Uh, everyone who's listening, I'm very happy for you to engage. However, <laughs> you'd like to engage with uh, with LinkedIn, yes. and, and but it doesn't good. help. It doesn't help the al- it doesn't help the algo. Which is um, why we, which is why we do it. You know, you want to try to get this uh, what you're trying to do with SDRs of Israel and with your posts to try to help different SDRs. It's just exactly. to help as many people as possible. So that the like is not for for ego as much as it's to give to more people. That's that's exactly right. That's exactly right. That's why it's a, it's a free community. It's not something that you have to pay to be part of, and uh, the events are are typically free, including the things we give away and the food that's provided. So um, it's definitely more about giving than 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 getting. It's really impressive. It's really amazing. What was the experience like to to get that off the ground? Did you have to like sign up for something? Was there a lot of research that went into it? Yeah, we got some, uh, we collaborated with some other SDR communities, like SDRs of Germany, for example, who have a very successful model. Um, so we'd got some feedback from them. And then a lot of internal meetings with me, my co-founder, and some other uh, influencers in the SDR space in Israel to get get things going. Did you have to do a cold call to the SDRs of Germany? No, my, my co-founder, Yalid, is friends with one of their co-founders. So that Oh, that was a, a yeah. warm, that was a warm uh, inbound. Right? That was a warm, in, a warm inbound. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a warm inbound, but they, I mean, they're, they're big, they're much bigger than us, which makes sense. It's a bigger country because uh, basically every country is bigger than ours. Um, but they have a very successful model. The people running the SDRs of Germany, actually, I think there's two or three of them that do it full time. They don't have another job like I do. So I don't know if that, if it'll, if I will ever get to that point, but there was a lot to learn from, from them. And it might be time for us to do a proper, uh, partnership or event or something with the folks in Germany. I think that'd be really cool to have an Israel, Germany, SDR collaboration. So the more minds, the better, the more minds, the better. Absolutely. I don't know if you noticed, but when I reached out to you to ask you to to be on this podcast, I tried to use some of the tips that I got from your LinkedIn posts. I did. I thought it was very clever. Okay. good. Very clever. Yeah. I loved it. I love that. I love that. You're not the, you're not the first person to do it. I've had people try to, I know, not many have, not many have, um, but I've had people try like uh, people trying to sell like sales tech do the same thing where they'll like reference a post of mine and then use the technique I talked about to like get my attention. Um, and it's always fun to see that. I've had people other, I've had SDRs at other companies who are reached out to with like quoting me or like a technique of mine in the outreach to someone else, which I thought was really cool. Someone said like, Hey, I saw you liked Matt's post. So I'm going to try this. Like, you know, do you want to have a conversation and they'll send me the, you know, send it to me. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And that's the the really cool thing about it is like, you never know where your stuff's going to go. 
and who's going to be you never impacted know. about it. No, it's it's amazing the 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 impact that in, that doing what I do now on LinkedIn has had on my life personally is unbelievable. Um, from the the job I have now, which 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 in in a bit of a roundabout way came about because of my engagement on LinkedIn, to a lot of the things that I'm doing, a lot of the side projects and passion projects that I have going, a lot of the relationships I've built, the podcasts I've been on, um, so much has come out of it, and it's it's been an incredible ride. That's really amazing. And I feel like this turned almost into a podcast about LinkedIn instead of STR. Would you, to all the people that aren't, uh, who aren't comfortable yet or aren't uh, specifically feel, I mean, everyone can do it, but everyone who's not there yet, what would you say is um, a good way to build confidence to be an SDR outside of social media? Outside of social media to be an SDR, um, just start. I mean, the main thing is call. There's a lot of ap- apprehension and anxiety about calls, like cold calls. Um, once you make a hundred cold calls, you're going to feel a lot better about it. So just get really comfortable with being okay with rejection, with detaching yourself from outcomes. You know, if someone rejects you, they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting the pitch, or they're rejecting the the technique you're tr- you're using. So think of it as a test. It's if if someone if people don't react well to it, that doesn't mean you did the test wrong. You know, like you're testing a certain way of doing outreach and it maybe won't work. You don't know what what will, if it'll work or not, unless you try it. But if you get rejected, why are you reaching out to me? Don't call me again. Like that's going to happen. Um, just call make them the again, next by call. the way. Call them again. Call them again. I wouldn't recommend that, but definitely make, <laughs> definitely make the next, definitely make the next call and uh, get back on the horse. You make a hundred calls, 200 calls, 300 calls. You're going to feel a lot better about it. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, this has been really insightful. This is a world that a lot of people are considering going into if they're not already into it. Um, it's a great way to get into the tech space and really to build your resilience by doing things yep. like taking rejection and trying to be creative and getting working and working and working. Oftentimes, there's also a commission-based uh, pay structure, if I understood correctly. Yes. So it yeah. really pushes people to to their limits and beyond. Yes. Yes. And beyond. And beyond. Definitely uh, well, a lot of beyond, yeah. <laughs> a lot of... Yes. Um, well, thank you, Matt, for joining the podcast. And thank you all thank for, you for listening. Having me. It's been great. It's been real. I think this is going to be the start of something good. And everyone check out SDRs of Israel and Matt's content on TikTok, if yep. you can get there within 10 seconds, or just check it out <laughs> on LinkedIn. On TikTok, Matt, the SDR. LinkedIn, either my name, Matt Firestone, or check out um, SDRs of Israel page as well. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Ruvain. All right. Peace out, everybody.